is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. <laughs> Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other brother. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody meet and pretty, then on with the show. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Let's put on the show. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. corner of little old England um, we call the mouse's head I'm Paul I'm Nick I'm the other Paul and, and I'm Mike yeah we've got Mike back Mike Moody from uh, from castle to castle hello which, which yeah, yes you, you, you've, you've been slack and busy yeah um, if, if it's possible to be slack and busy that, at the same time that's pretty good in estimation <laughs> fantastic well welcome back Michael it's uh, good to have you here Thank you, thank you for having me. And this is our, our I guess this is, this is the penultimate episode before Christmas. We might get a Christmas yeah. special done if we get, get around to doing it. <sighs> In that time, but if you're listening to this show sometime around Christmas Eve, by the time you've got through the intro, it'll be Christmas Day, because that gets longer every time I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the pub. What are we drinking? Well, I've got a bottle of Miller's. Miller's Light, and that's in honour of Diane Disney Miller, Walt's daughter, who recently passed away. Bit of a sad occasion. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're recording this on the anniversary of uh, the passing of Uncle Walt as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. So uh, we'll raise a glass to him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Nick? Well, as it's Christmas, and uh, I believe, as you pointed out, probably our last show before Christmas, um, I've gone for mulled wine. Nice. Oh, oh yeah, very warming. Mm. Good choice, Michael. Well, in my head, since I'm mostly unprepared as always, I'm drinking the hot chocolate that I had for breakfast every morning in my recent trip to Disneyland Paris, and dreaming of the four pan au chocolat that I dipped in every morning. <laughs> oh, excellent. Decadence. Thy name is chocolate. Oh, indeed. Can I hear Shaggy's Mr. Lovell? Yes, it's my my player behind me for some reason. If it's if my microphone's picking up Shaggy's Lovell, player, I have no idea why. Um, other other uh, reggae dancehall stars are available. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I'm drinking Celebration Ale. Oh, there you go. On on account, obviously there is a small town in Orlando called Celebration. Um, and we've had several celebrate a dream come true and celebrate this and celebrate that. So I'm celebrating by a 
rich, dark winter warmer at 6% volume. Nice. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Oh, it is dark. That's almost like a porter. Wow. I'm going to enjoy that. Right. Um, yeah. How can people contact us if they want to suggest a beer for us to drink? Oh, well, of course, they can visit our website at www.disafterdark.com or they can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com. And they can find us on Twitter at disafterdark, also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash disafterdark, and we're also on micechat.com. And Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, elsewhere, and um, yeah, anywhere you want to follow us. Right, Mike, how can people find you if, if you want them to? Uh, well, um, they can find us at castle2castle.libsyn.com. I haven't said any of this in months, so I'm a bit rusty. They can email us at disnerds at gmail.com, um, and they can like us by finding Castle's Castle, Castle or Tell to on Facebook. Um, and, you know, a few likes and a few emails may go some way to actually getting us to get off up up off our asses and doing something um but uh, like i said we have like, like it's been insinuated we have been pretty busy both of us um but i am hoping to put out something in the next week i.e before christmas good stuff, good stuff. um oh we, we've got you on for a bit of a special feature mm. in a few minutes but uh, we'll just do a quick rundown of what's been happening in the world of disney first of all so uh this bit a view of the news with this after dark Has much been happening in the run-up to Christmas? There's been one thing that's that's taken my eye. Yeah. That's Disney news, uh, and I'm hoping I'm not stepping on anyone's toes by discussing this. Feel free, um, you go first. It's our fault if we haven't got anything backing out. <laughs> uh, well, they've announced a new Disney Channel movie. All right. It's called The Descendants. Yeah. Mm. Now, I mean, The Descendants is a, is a film not made that long ago. Uh, by Alexandra Payne. In fact, Oscar-winning film, The Descendants. Um, but this film is also called Descendants or The Descendants, depending on what you actually uh, see it as. Um, now, oh, it's really painful for me to talk about this because I think this is possibly one of the worst Disney ideas I've heard in a very long time. So I'll give you, I'll read from the official synopsis of, uh, of what they're... Uh, giving us here um, and it's uh, it's set in the present day it says in the present day idyllic kingdom the benevolent teenage son of the king and queen in brackets beast and bell from disney's iconic beauty and the beast is poised to take the throne okay he's uh, and it gets worse his first uh, proclamation uh, offer a chance at redemption to the troublemaking offspring of Cruella de Vil, Maleficent, the evil Queen and Jafar, who have been imprisoned on a forbidden island with all the other villains, psychics, evil stepmothers and stepsisters. Okay. It gets worse. It could can you, can you see? Can you see why this is already sucking? And I'm not even... I'm only halfway through. Um, it's a documentary, so, is it? Yeah, it's like Blackfish. It's like Blackfish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these villainous descendants named Carlos, Mal... Evie and Jay are but allowed... They, they have a bad guy called Carlos. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, because that, that's you know, not going to play the race card at all, is it? Not play, uh, of course it's not. Um, they're allowed into the kingdom to attend prep school alongside the offspring of iconic Disney heroes, including Fairy Godmother, Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel and Mulan. All were famous heroes, of course. All right, yeah. However, the evil teens face a dilemma. Should they follow in their evil parents' footsteps and help all the villains regain power or embrace the goodness and save the kingdom? Oh! Evil offspring, oh. Like, like Scott Evil and his father, Doctor. Yeah, <laughs> all of them are going to have pinkies raised to their mouth. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it just sounds like a load of crap, doesn't it? Is this live action or animated? Yeah, mate, even worse, live action. Mm. Oh, I, the phrase I'm looking for is something along the lines of for crying out loud. That's, I mean, the thing is, if it was animated, it's still a terrible idea, but it would have been interesting. And this you know, just sounds like into a series, like a Saturday morning series, and do exactly. Something. See, I mean, the thing is, obviously, I've now got—I'm now with child, so I'm now watching things like Sophia the First, and obviously the cross-dressing wonderment of Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse. Um, and you know, with with Sophia the First, one thing that I think is quite nice about it is the fact that you um, have appearances by um, other Disney princesses such as Aurora and Ariel and everything like that. And that's quite nice at tying that mythology together. Yeah. I think that's quite a nice way of doing things. This just sounds terrible. Anytime you say the son of... Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I mean, from, from that title, I, I, I wasn't quite on the ball, but when, when you started saying so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, or daughter of, it, it, it just... No. The concerning thing, I mean, there's a few things. Firstly, you know, without going into graphic detail, how do these offspring appear? Immaculate because... conception. It's that time of year. <laughs> but see, the thing is, they've all been sent on an island where it appears the only villain, male villain, is Jafar. He's been busy then. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's exactly what Staring we're wondering. Staring to my hypnotic star. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit worrying, if you ask me. <laughs> Maybe just me. Uh, yeah. So, hang on. I'm, rewind, right and start. It's set in a modern-day era. Yes. Yeah. Therefore, even assuming that the son of Beast and Belle is my age, that would put Beast and Belle at my mum and dad's age. <laughs> and... That would have set Beauty and the Beast within my mum and dad's lifetime. So well, I didn't realise Beauty and the Beast was set just after World War Two. Well, or is it a case of um, you know, like the, the our king and queen, that uh, what's actually happened? Uh, they're trying to get through on the hotline now. Um, that you know, really, Bell and, Bell and Beast have reigned for a very long time. And their son is now in there in his sixties. <laughs> and just going to prep school. Yeah. That's in the royalty Look, the, look, the whole concept sounds hogwash. I'm, so that isn't that far fetched. I, I, I feel we've lost the Disney urge here, and we shall have to suspend our disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Um. I, well, I've noticed that Fast Pass Plus is now open to all guests, mm. including off-site people. Starting, Say, what? starting from December the 18th at Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. mm. And during the test period, uh, 
your normal fast passes, your paper fast pass will not be available. So if you've just turned up for your nice vacation and haven't booked anything in advance, mm. hoping you'll just get a fast pass out of the machine. Mm -hmm. Thou art... Yeah, insert word here. Yeah. yeah. Thou art kidding thyself. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good luck. Hopefully it's kind of off-season, so but you should be alright. So do we know oh, if... Yeah. I was just wondering, do we know if you're an off-site guest, do you get less fast pass pluses than an on-site guest, or is it the same number of fast passes? You can visit that My Magic Disney Experience thing, mm -hmm. uh, which, is it, is it, I mean, I know it's an app, I've got it on my iThingy, but is it is it a website as well, if you haven't? Well, what about if you are technically challenged and don't actually want to join the technical revolution? Do everything through a travel agent. Better hope they've got yeah. access to the web. Yeah, you travel. Go, go through. You know, go go to Thomas Cook's place that exists in the high street. Um, book your Disney holiday. Get your tickets. Pay your money. Turn up. Well, I didn't know anything about this. I don't know. Listen to podcasts, that's what I say. Yeah. They'll, yeah. T they'll tell you all about it or just make stuff up otherwise. Mm. Unless that's Disney are telling people yeah, is before, it? They, before they go. Nice. It's a bit short notice, though. Yeah. And obviously, it's there's only the, the kiosks for Fast Pass Plus in certain locations. It's not like a, the old Fast Pass machine just outside of the individual ride. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, there, there are going to be. A couple in each park. That's right, yeah. isn't it? Which, which is matching their disabled access policy thing. Yeah. Right now. So, okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, I shall reserve as much judgment with that as I'm going to reserve with Descendants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which probably, to be honest, isn't a lot. <laughs> uh, anyone else noticed anything? Uh, yeah, I saw a little bit of news actually about Shanghai. Shanghai Disneyland. Yeah. Set to open late 2015. And it was a first look at the Gardens of the Twelve Friends, and it's going to be, um, it's going to basically be the Chinese zodiac characters, each represented by a Disney or a Pixar character. So, for example, the Year of the Rat is going to be Remy from Ratatouille. All right. And there's some some concept art. Um, so good to start to. Yeah, good to start to see some things and hear some things about Shanghai. This should yeah. be an interesting park. Year of the Monkey. I mean, would they use one of the ones from Tarzan? Because they were technically apes. Abu from... Uh, Possibly Abu, yeah, yeah. 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 Year of the Dragon, I'm, Bushu. Yeah. Or, or Elliot, of course. Or Elliot. Um, I don't Small. want to... Um, the rights to it. I don't <laughs> want to uh, be the, uh, the killjoy here as I so often am. <laughs> However, um, about two years ago, they released a Vinylmation set um, of Disney characters representing each one of uh, the animals. Yeah. Uh, so so you don't, have to, you don't have to think too hard. Actually, yes, it was, because I remember seeing it in Hong Kong. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thinking, do you want me to buy you this? And then thinking, no, nah. 12 and through. 
<laughs> and then, not not really news, but on the movie front, we did go and see Frozen last weekend. Yeah, I saw it, and um, we also saw Saving Mr. Banks. Mm. We had a double bill last weekend. Right, good one. Yeah, I thought Frozen was really good, and I, and I thought the the little Mickey Mouse short at the beginning of it was excellent. See, yeah. I I was just talking about this uh, with some we had some guests around earlier. We was talking about because they've seen it already, mm -hmm. and I've not seen Frozen yet. And we are looking to try and go soon, and I'm desperate to go and see that in 3D, not to see the film in 3D because I, in, in all honesty, Disney films in 3D. They're good, but the 3D doesn't really add that much to me. But I've heard the Mickey Mouse short in 3D is something to behold, so uh, I'm holding out to try and see it in 3D just to see that. Yeah, it looked like it would be good in 3D. We saw it in 2D, but I, I, I think Guess a Horse would be good in 3D. Yeah, we only saw it in 2D, but it was good in 2D. We finally got a night out with some babysitters. Yesterday, because it was my birthday yesterday. Well, hang on, who was looking? Who was looking after the yeah, children? Yeah, yeah, you and the babysitter well, went the out. Me and the babysitter went out. No, the, <laughs> wife, the wife was. It was me and the babysitter went out. I, su I suppose it is that time of the year, Home Alone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, what's your favourite? What's your favourite Christmas track? Well, I like ACDC's Miss Christmas Christmas. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. Santa Claus coming to town. Sorry. <laughs> we went out last night, and by the time we finally finished our meal and actually got to the cinema um, both Frozen and Saving Mr. Banks had had their last showing for the night so you, we got to a late night showing of uh, the new Hobbit movie alright I thought it was brilliant but then I've come from a fantasy role playing kind of background where I've read all of them my wife just sat there for nine on three hours going is it on? is it finished yet? Yeah. Um, but given the arguments as I some stories say Universal have bought the Lord of the Rings franchise. And some stories then say, no, Disney have actually bought it off of them and argued. And I don't actually know who's got it at the moment. But there are some sequences in the Desolation of Small that, well, you know the arguments people had when they released the Gringotts scene from the Harry Potter movie. And everyone went, well, that's done purely to sell rides. Yeah. <laughs> the Escape from Mirkwood scene. If you go to watch the film think, okay, if Disney have brought it, they're going to put it in Animal Kingdom and it's replacing Carly River Records. Right. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was listening to a review of it on a, on a well-known film podcast. Well-known film podcast? No, the other one. <laughs> and, you know, the two guys, Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode, who were reviewing the film, <laughs> have never mentioned... Uh, rides or attractions, but they said there was a sequence in the movie that looked like a theme park ride. Yeah. I just say the desolation of Smog sounds a little bit like what they're trying to achieve in Shanghai Disney, isn't it? Just one, just one quick thing. I think we should mention before we we move on, which is uh, the recent announcement by Universal of that CityWalk and its upgrade is uh, going to be happening in the next few years. Mm. Um, they've announced a load of new uh, eateries. Because there isn't uh, enough there. Exactly, exactly. I think I think what it is, it's overhauling the whole area. Um, including one place which I, said, I think sounds amazing called the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. <laughs> which, uh, I mean, man, I love me a hot dog. 
especially your hot dog with stuff on it. So yeah, that's yeah, all when you go to like for me. The Hard Rock Cafe, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's rock and roll people, but they sell burgers and stuff. When you go to the old NASCAR Hall of Fame that used to be, there's a restaurant, race, race rock or whatever, then they serve burgers, but they had cars on display. Is that going to be the same with this Hot Dog Hall of Fame restaurant? There's going to be well, like what, a wall full of different hot dogs from history, and they serve burgers and fish. To be fair, it's it, it's not really a restaurant as a, a glorified stand with seating. Um, so it's a little bit disappointing in that respect. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's a, a new sushi place, uh, a new Mexican place, the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, uh, a new Italian kitchen called uh, Pranzo, uh, Bread Box, which I'm guessing is the Earl of Sandwich at City Walk. Um, Coldstone Creamery, which I read first of all as Coldstone uh, Cemetery, so I'm glad <laughs> I, I read that wrong. Uh, Menchie's, which looks like a Pinkberry ripoff. Okay. Mm, uh, Red Oven Pizza Bakery, I think it says exactly on the tin what that one does. A Starbucks is opening up there because there's not enough of those in America. No. Uh, we want Costa. We want Costa. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other other retail coffee chains are available, uh, and finally they're revamping the Universal Studios store to look like something you'd actually want to go in. <laughs> I said, no, no, it's a good shop. It's a good shop, but they're they're revamping the outside of it, and it looks really great. So so, so Universal are revamping all the shops and everything at City Walk. Yeah. Well, you could argue to make it a bit more upbeat and modern, in keeping with Disney Springs that they're redoing. Whereas at Disney Springs, they're putting a multi-story car park in to make it a bit more like Universal. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I think a few places are going, so, like the Whopper Bar and the Cigar Shop, uh, and, and that's where these places will open, I think. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And the Museum of Frankfurt is opening in Disney Springs, I've heard. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I, can't, I, I, for one, can't wait to go. I'm, I love I'm, I love staring at uh, long sausages. <laughs> I'm going to put good money down that one of the hot dogs in the hot dog full of fry, full of fray. Full of flame. I'm going to start that one again. Full of Yeah, well, and cut. Right, take that one again. I'm going to hazard a guess that one of the hot dogs in the hot dog full of fame is not Casey's Corner. No. It's, uh, it's uh, Dave Square. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Right, um, I haven't got thumbs up for the next bit, but we thought for a feature, as it's getting near Christmas, Michael. Yeah. Um, Would you call yourself a Muppet fan? I'd probably call myself a Muppet nerd. Okay. Geek, geek, geek is a bit too light a term. Fair enough. Uh, would you also <laughs> call yourself um, a country music buff? No, actually. Um... Damn it. So, so what the hell have the Muppets and John Denver got in common? Well, um, well, uh, if you want the, the proper answer, um, I think John Denver is prob was probably felt akin with Jim for both being pretty nice guys. Um, and he's also, and John Denver was also known for being very environmentally conscious, which Jim was. And also, Jim Henson tried to get as many people onto the show as possible. And um, at some point in 1979, um, which I think is fourth season of the Muppet Show, um, Jim got John Denver 
on to the Muppet Show to perform. And within a week of that being broadcast, released on UK TV, um, they also released a, an album and a TV special, both called A Christmas Together. Um, and I um, included a song from the A Christmas Together on one of my shows or mentioned it or something like that. Um, which turned your good friend Craig, our good friend Craig, onto the album, and he's been on about it ever since. Yes. And so yes. that's that's how I believe we're, we're we're talking about it now. We are indeed. What, 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 so it's a Christmas together. John yes. Denver and the Muppets. A Christmas together. Yeah. Fantastic. So let's go through the tracks. Yes. What have we got on it? So we we've got. Um, I'm in fact I'm actually looking at Muppet Wiki right now which okay. is the height of of nerdiness um and that's, that's should, right. there's, there's free wi-fi in the mail system so you're i should have memorized all the but um we've got um if you want to go the the old timey route and set and talk about in terms of sides of vinyl then oh, on yes, side yes. one we've got the 12 days of christmas which is sung by the whole cast i.e the muppets and john denver track two is Ralph, Ralph the dog and John singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Um, the next song is a sort of more little known um, Christmas song called The Peace Carol, which is sung by John um, with some nice harmonies from Scooter, who's my favourite Muppet actually, and some of the rest of the cast. Um, and then we got a, a nice round Christmas song, not not that it's circular, it's a it's it's a round. Um, called Christmas is Coming, which is by Miss Piggy, Gonzo, Scooter and Robin. Um another song next song track five is called A Baby Just Like You, which was actually written by John Denver for Frank Sinatra. Um, but it's about John's son, called Zach, um, who is mentioned in the lyrics. Then Deck the Halls. Um, and finally, side one finishes with, with When the River Meets the Sea, which is originally thought from a Muppet, a, a Jim Henson special called um, Emmett Otter and Emmett Otter's Junk Band Christmas. Um, and When the River Meets the Sea was sort of the headline song from that, written by Paul Williams, who also went on to write the songs for the Muppet movie and more famously, perhaps, the, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Ooh. Does the album actually follow the show in that order? Or no. Um, the, the order for some, some of these. The the, the, the album is uh, has quite a few more songs than than the um, than the show, um, A Christmas Together, and there are a couple of songs that were written for the for the show that aren't on this. Like there's a song that opens, or the second song. The second song on the show isn't on this album um, because it works better in 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 the program. Um, and and yet yeah, some some of the Sesame Street Muppet albums have a loose plot with some talky bits between. This one doesn't. It's just a, more a collection of songs. Like, like I said, some written by John Denver and some more traditional. So standout song from side one. Um, let's see, standout song from side one, I think, is probably, well, 
12 Days of Christmas is pretty classic um, because it's got some pretty humorous asides. Um, but I like, I really like the Peace Carol because, as I said, Scooter's my favourite character. And um, he, 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 it's a, it, to, be, to be sincere about it, he, he sounds really good singing with, singing with John. Um, but it's all good side one. And, and for anyone under 20 who's listening to this podcast, um, are you, what are you doing listening to a Disney podcast? Go <laughs> out or something. Uh, but when we say sides, music used to come on a two-sided disc. But you, you had grooves in it and a little needle that actually physically rested in those grooves. Uh, and the music came out through voodoo. Magic. Yes, and these, these and people will know this strange material as what as what can, constitutes the vinyl nation now, of course. But once it was flat and wide. Yeah, old old, old records are now flattened are, are now smelted down into small Disney toys. Yes, let's, oh, let's, I wondered what let, they let's were. start that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a classic from the Beatles that's been made into a. Uh... <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, so, okay, we flip the album over, and for those that obviously can't see podcasts, I'm doing Dr. Evil quotation fingers. He's got two mentions on one show. <laughs> I'm going to have to use the word absolutely, because I haven't used that for years. Uh, what's on the other two. side, then? Go on, then. Side two, um, we've got... Um, which opens with Little St. Nick which is the Beach Boys which actually celebrates its 50th anniversary this year for fun facts fans um, and that's performed by Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem ob- perhaps obviously um, um, track sure, two sure, th- I'm, I'm, before we move on I'm going to test your your Muppet nerdness yeah, on, how many of that particular band can you know well um, band leader is of course Dr. Teeth on keyboards, then Janice on guitar, um, Floyd Pepper on bass, Animal on drums, Zoot on saxophone, and occasionally Lips on trumpet. Brilliant. I know these things. I had an old Disney, I had an old Muppet album on tape years ago that I wish I could find with a classic, <laughs> classic version of Floyd playing while my guitar gently winks. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay, carry on. Side two. Um, track two is actually it was a, it's a poem written by a British poet called Robert Bridges in about the thirties, um, but put to music by John Denver called Noel Christmas Eve nineteen thirteen, which is actually a really nice song. Um, track three is another John Denver composition called The Christmas Wish, which here is sung solely by Kermit, but in the show is a duet between John and Kermit. Um, then we got a bit of a medley, um, which opens with a little sort of poem set to music called Alfie the Christmas Tree, which John Denver says was inspired by the Muppets, um, and ends up with a song called It's in Every One of Us, which turned out to be quite a sort of charm for the Muppets, because then it was it was written by some mildly obscure singer-songwriter in the mid-70s. Um, then John Denver and the Muppets found it in 79 for this special and album. 
1986, they sing a bit of it in my favourite Muppet Christmas thing, which is A Muppet Family Christmas. And then, because it turned out to be one of Jim's favourite songs, they sang it at Jim Henson's memorial. Um, perhaps more inauspicious, perhaps a slightly more inauspicious um, um, occurrence is that later on the song was used in the very strange um, Dave Clark musical Time, which starred Cliff Richard and the the show, and also Laurence Olivier as a giant hologram in the middle of the Dominion Theatre stage. And it's in every one of us was the finale song in that. All right. Uh, when you say a little-known songwriter, are you almost alluding to the fact that he became a bigger, or he just remained? No, no. Um, um, I'm alluding to, fact, to the fact that I looked him up about two hours ago, and I've forgotten his name. Uh, and he wrote a few things, some of which some may, some people may remember. I don't. Same reason. Um, but he. he, he his name was David, and that's all I remember. Fair David Pomeranz. Okay. Pomeranz. That's him. Um, but but uh, he he hasn't he hasn't figured that great on the stage so far. Um, and then number five is Silent Night. Um, the first verse of which is sung in the original German, Stille Nacht. And um, John actually tells the story of the composition of the song. That's quite a nice version. And then the whole album closes with the whole cast singing We Wish You a Merry Christmas, which has one of my favourite bits um, with Miss Piggy, Miss Hearing, Bring Us Some Piggy Pudding. Okay. I like that. I can, I can job with that. Yeah, Miss Hearing for Piggy Pudding? Yes. Okay, right. Um, Not to ruin I mean, the joke completely, obviously. No, you, no. you can download this entire album from iTunes. And please do it. It's it's worth it. It's it's, a, it's actually a lovely album, and it sounds pretty good. It's been re-released quite a few times and remastered, and it sounds pretty good. There's a good stereo panning, um, good enough that I mean I've got a pretty duff pair of earphones at the moment, so I can hear certain people singing because only my right ear can hear things at the moment. Um, but it, it it it's 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 a really good album. So, just, oh no! I was, I was just going to ask. I mean, uh, so how does this compare with um, the Lady Gaga and the Muppets holiday special? Okay, well, um, I was I was talking to Paul. Uh, um, this this Lady Gaga and the Muppets special, I've it's coming out. We're, we're it's actually being televised in the UK on Sunday. That's right. The, yep. Which is my birthday, actually. Um, so to have two Muppet specials on the day is quite nice. Um, but um, I've seen a version without any of the stuff that isn't Muppet related, um, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, so with my sort of questionable taste, I'd actually say that these these two specials sort of pretty much that they're on par. I mean, John Denver and, and the Muppets has plenty of 70s cheesiness and um, that sort of thing. Whereas um, Lady Gaga is Lady Gaga and RuPaul and Kristen Bell and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
and the Muppets, of course. Um, but it's worthy. They're, they're both, they're, they're worthy. They're, and they work well with the Muppets. If anyone's got uh, access to American Netflix, it is available to stream uh, right now, if you can't wait yeah. until uh, Sunday. Uh, but uh, yeah, pick your poison and take your choice. So how many Christmas specials have there been? Okay. Um, this, before this, it, there was Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, which, of course, is not directly related to what we're talking about in that it's not a Disney property now. Um, but then Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Then we got this. Um, then we got a very strange Christmas, Eve, Christmas Sesame Street special featuring Michael Jackson and not much else. Um, and that's a young Michael Jackson, so that may be the that may be one of the first. Um, it's it's awful. I haven't seen it, but there's been some interesting reviews of it. Um, so that's three. Then we got a Muppet Family Christmas. That's four. Uh, oh yeah, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. That's five. Um, oh yes, I'm forgetting. In 1969. There was an Ed Sullivan Christmas special called The Great Santa Claus, which, which was um, starring Ed Sullivan, but most, mostly populated by the Muppets, in which Santa Claus gets switched by an evil wizard. Um, but it introduces some of the familiar Muppet Show cast, like the big blue monster fog. Um, and Gonzo is actually introduced in that, but he's... He, he's he's known as Cigarbox Frackle, not to be confused with Fraggle, um, but he's a little creature that lives in a cigar box. And that's about all you see of him. Um, so after um, after a Muppet Family Christmas, then you've got of course um, the Muppet Christmas Carol, which is not so much a special, obviously, as a proper film. And then there's a very it's a very very Muppet. It's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie, which is the Muppets do It's a Wonderful Life and not very well. <laughs> um, and then most recent was, um, apart from Lady Gaga, Letters to Santa, um, The Muppets Christmas, which is notable for having Paul Williams write the songs again, and also for the late Richard Griffiths, aka Mr. D Mr. Dursley, and other things, as Santa Claus. Um, so I lost count, but something like eight. Quite a few. They, they, oh, oh, and I'm forgetting the Christmas toy, um, which features jealous toys at Christmas, um, preceding um, Toy Story about, about, by about seven years. Okay. Muppet Babies? Um, I don't. They may have done a Christmas episode, but Pretty sure my, they my, my Muppet Babies knowledge is not there. So you're just testing him now. Yes. I, look, I, I, to be honest, my love of the Muppets, because I was obviously a child of the 80s, yeah. uh, and my love of the Muppets was Muppet Babies. Yeah. Because the Muppet show had been and gone by that time. Yeah. Uh, and there was no repeats back then. Uh, yeah. And so Muppet Babies is what made me love the Muppets. <laughs> it's something I need to watch. Um, various people keep telling me. Well, and, it's, it's hard to see only because they used to do a lot of clips and films 
Mm. So like the back, they'd be doing a reenactment of Star Wars using yes, film yeah. footage as the as the backdrop. Yeah. And then animating fronts of it, and uh, yes, yeah, so the copyright reasons means a lot so of that right, doesn't so get all over the place. It's the same thing that's happening with season five and four and five of the Muppet Show. Oh. Um, there's so many different songs with different rights and cover rights that they that Disney still hasn't managed to sort it out. Right. Um, and they've been saying they'll release those last two seasons for about five years now. Well, is the question to all three of you then to, to give our listeners a chance and bear in mind they will they don't always know you. So they will base their opinion on you solely on this answer. So no pressure. <laughs> um, what Christmas special with the Muppets and who would you like to see? God, who's gonna Who's gonna be brave? Because I would like to see the Muppets and Iron Maiden Christmas, but then that's just me. <laughs> um, I think. Any, I would any, like any to answer s- like the Muppets and Skrillex will get you punched. <laughs> I would like to. I don't, I don't even know who that. I know who it is, but I don't know who that is. Um, I would like to say, on a, an Australian uh, Muppets Christmas with Katy Perry. An Australian. Mm. Yeah. Because my reasoning behind that is it's a Christmas special. <laughs> Katy Perry needs to be wearing um, bikinis. You, you've been watching the X Factor tonight. Haven't you? Well, unfortunately, yes, I have, but that performance is not what led me to give that answer. Is it, fact, is it, it, was, is it the Tigger outfit from the Raw video? It was a chance for redemption based <laughs> on her X Factor performance tonight because it was horrendous <laughs> in every which way but loose. Um, well, that, that, that doesn't sound good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so that. Or Fire Animation Muppet Christmas, and I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it could be interesting. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> Oh, come on. We don't know your musical tastes enough. Oh, does it have to be music? I was thinking no, about no, the, the Muppets. The Muppets with Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and and the prize goes to... For entertainment value. <laughs> to be honest, sorry, if we were talking about would it... You, would you know? Yeah, yeah how, would you spot the Muppet? Yeah. How would you know which one's which? Yeah. Sorry, if we were doing it on musical merit alone, then I'd have a very Muppets Ray Davis Christmas. Yeah, yes, yeah. that would be yeah, that would be great. Oh, or Chas and Dave. Chas and Dave. Ch- I was just thinking oh, that for our American no, audience. No, no, the no, no, you're missing Chazen the obvious Dave. one, guys. You're, you're missing yeah. the obvious one. I know what's coming, so you can say. Yeah, the Muppets with the pub singer. <laughs> what a special that would be. <laughs> Which was almost a completely set up segue. Yeah. Because he's got a very special one for us now. <laughs> Bear with me, gents. Take it away. Christmas, dear listener. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, Just yeah, that, that was it. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, I'll leave him well, he, he can carry on singing in the background for a bit. At least I fulfilled my my life's ambition of uh, briefly duetting with. Duetting uh, with the singer. Oh yes, I'll, uh, I can 
he's, he's... <laughs> leaving the team. You know what? I, might, I might see if I can convince him to do, do uh, you know, I don't know, like, um, don't go breaking my heart or something. I'll do it with him on that. Now, speaking of professional musicians, um, our friend Tom Amin. Oh, good. I was going to say, because the pub singer isn't actually a professional musician. <laughs> <laughs> Ranked rank yeah, amateur, yeah. but a star on his own right. Talented amateur. Yes. Um, our friend Tom Amin. Billboard charts uh, hit maker Tom Amin. <laughs> I thought you were still on about the pub scene. <laughs> Definitely not, no. Uh, point, no, um, has recorded something special for us. Ooh. Yes. So I'm going to give you a quick burst of it. And we'll play the whole song at the end of the show after the closing credits. Just so you get a good version of it, rather than the recorded version here in the pub. Um, but, yeah. See if you recognise this one. Now, we've got a few Disney fans from... Across the pond, you get me. That might not necessarily understand that one. Mm. Chant Saint Noël. That's it, yeah. From mm. Disneyland Paris. Yeah. And we'll play the Very whole good. thing at the end of the show. Oh, but, what a tease! What a tease! Oh, it keeps them listening. Or at some point, I'll put the show notes. So the show stops here. Forward to this bit for Tom Bean's bit. But thank you very much, Tom, for that. Uh, we'll give you a shameless plug for you guys. Um, that was lovely. Yeah. Um, the whole, yeah, Chant Saint Noël. So very Christmassy. Thank you very much. Um, another plug, while, I, while I'm in a plugging mood, is Michelle from the Mini Minxes. Mm. She will not forgive me if I do not say, at some point in the coming week, we are on her Minxmas. Disney Dream Girls. The Disney even. Dream Girls Minxmas. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm two pints down now. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're on that. Uh, quick plug for that. Give it a check her out. Check her yeah. out and well, uh, and look for a podcast on on, on iTunes. That, that recorder <laughs> and, was just uh, a blur. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what happened there. No. And uh, a co-host of his Jane, who we've not actually met yet. No. But uh, I'm I'm sure is is lovely. I'm sure she's lovely, so, uh, and if she if she drinks, she's welcome in the bar at any time. Ah, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yes, but that no, that, that's that's coming up. Um, I've got an echo now on someone's recording. Yeah. What that's happened fun. there? Um, Nick. I, I'm I'm guessing. That's me. Yeah, that'll be you. I'm guessing Ooh. it's it's. Christmas. I mean, you can't have anything too much to whine about. So, uh, have you got a, a soap dish that doesn't involve whining it anymore? Uh, I have a soap dish. I'm, I'm not going to... I don't really have a soapbox to get on. I mean, I, I, I saw it more... I was talking about this the other day, and I said, you know, it's, it's the season. It is is the it season really before. right to, to go and complain about someone? And ironically enough, something has happened within the last couple of weeks <laughs> that I really, really could vent about but uh, I'm deciding to let it pass that's that's very magnanimous of you other other weird crazy words are available um, I, I, I'm sure that isn't even correct but yeah no it sounds good it sounds yeah. impressive no no that's correct okay <laughs> there you go 
Um, yeah, so, uh, so as I said, as much as I would love to complain about, um, about something, <laughs> um, I, I won't actually mention it and we'll just let it pass um, and just um, say thank you to my very fine co-hosts, both the pools, uh, in case you were wondering, right. especially you guys, uh, for another fantastic year of shows. Uh, and, uh, and may your Christmases be white um, or bright or whatever the, the, this thing is. Uh, I hope you have a lovely uh, Christmas uh, with your respective families. Um, and um, also to our pub singer, who has certainly um, done something to the show. <laughs> um, probably improved it. Um, and at least made himself popular. But he shouldn't give up the day job. Certainly yeah. not whatever, whatever that shall be. Oh, keep yeah. the songs um, coming. I would like to also say thank you to our family uh, over at the Mice Chats podcast network, yeah. at micepod.com. Um, and, uh, you know, our lovely shows on there, like our lovely friends on shows there, such as uh, the Unofficial Universal. Um, you know, if I didn't say anything about the Malibis, then I'm sure they'd, uh, they'd complain. So, uh, thanks for the support, guys. Yeah, thanks for the support. And uh, yeah. if you actually respond to this, I know you've listened to it all the way through. <laughs> uh, and finally, I think it would be wrong uh, to not give thanks to uh, the one the one man who probably has, has done more behind the scenes for this show, um, especially in the last year, to uh, help improve things, uh, just make things better. And I think make us feel more united um, in, in doing this show and hopefully improving it for a lot of reasons. So, uh, Joshua Gillespie, <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you, Josh, for, the, thank you for, for guessing on the Thanksgiving show, but no, in, in all seriousness, uh, Mr. Craig Lucas, yeah. mentioned earlier on in the show, uh, a fan, absolutely fantastic human being um, and, as I said, an absolutely almighty help to... Uh, to get this uh, ship sailing actually, on the right course sometimes. Actually, while you're on that, I want to give a shout out to uh, his daughters. I don't know which one it is. So uh, both of you, Merry Christmas. Hope you have a great time. <laughs> but thank you for forcing... Um, yeah, I've, I've got some audio footage of the kids giggling. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say more, but they'll, they'll, they'll make it into uh, some outtakes at some point. Um, just because he sent me audio footage of his girls giggling for no <laughs> apparent reason. Um, they would probably listen to one of our shows I'd and like to, think to so. hear the pub singer. Yeah. Or, so, uh, or one of my really lame jokes. Um, but no, I mean, thank you for all of those people mentioned. All the listeners for sticking with us uh, through good shows and uh, even worse shows. Yeah, even um, the ones that have turned around and said, I tried to listen, but your audio was terrible. Thank you for giving us an attempted listen. Yeah, at least you yeah. tried. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I did it. I tried to excuse that one by, um, yeah, I've just moved into my new shed and I was busy fiddling with my knob. <laughs> or something. Like other, other innuendos at this time of year are available. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, thank you. Thank you, one and all. And uh, here's to uh, hopefully another year of uh, fun shows. Yeah, yeah. Well said, Nick. Yep. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to next year. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, before we wind down and, and play Tom's track in the room, has anyone got any shout-outs other than that? Because there's a few on on, uh, on iTunes. Uh, thank you very much for the five stars. In the UK, um, from Dave Lee Roth. 
Which I, I, thought, I thought he was American. He must have logged into his UK iTunes. But Diamond Dave has said, not sure what I expected, but refreshing and funny. Um, why did you download it if you didn't know what you were expecting? <laughs> Cheers. I, I, I don't want to alienate listeners at all, but, you know, who? Yeah, what did you expect? There we go. And uh, from the States, Brian Hyde. With a, with a Y, not a I. Uh, the Mouse's Head is a fine establishment. Have you read this one out before? Someone, no, I, I don't think know. so. The, the Mouse's Head is a fine establishment. These boys sound just like the ones at my local. Except that my local isn't filled with middle-aged dudes drinking Bud Light Live and talking about Princess Meat and Grease. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only just said middle-aged. I'd like to let everyone know, by the way. I'm... I'm <laughs> It was my birthday yesterday, so um, I'm, Happy birthday. I'm, I'm well you have past a, it. You had a great day. Um, yeah, yeah, not bad. I put on some stupid Christmas lights, which might make it onto YouTube. What, um, what, what may I ask? Was the, was the age, or is it too late to ask that kind of question? <sighs> well, I've gone past the answer to life, the universe, and everything by a few years. Okay, good. Okay, I can work that out. Um, <sighs> oh, well, in all seriousness, this is a great podcast if you get past the strong Spanish accents. <laughs> I, I, I love them on touring plans, and I'm thrilled they're still going strong since the network dissolved. What? Okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, but, no, no, thank you very much. Yeah, Brian, that's just brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, dear, dear. Um, I, I almost said I had to. Uh... That's brilliant. Thank you, Brian. It's a great one. Um, I, we need to. Uh, I know it's not often we realise our mistakes, but uh, Terry Pritchard on, on Twitter kindly noted that uh, the bare naked ladies are of course Canadian, not American. Uh, still, not, still doesn't confirm why they uh, decided not to perform at SeaWorld. So we'll just say it was still because of Blackfish, not because I don't like America. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, then, then, damn it, is Brian Adams Canadian as well? Yes. Uh, yes, and Justin Bieber. Yes. Yeah, You've got any... a lot to answer for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think give us William Shatner. I don't, I don't understand. Um, aside from Disney, which the podcast has degenerated already because we're approaching the end of the show. Um, the, is it 1989 Kurt Cobain died? No. 94. 94. 94. Yeah, Kurt... it was about a month before Justin Bieber. Yeah, Kurt Cobain died. Justin Bieber was born. And people reckon that it was the plane crash that was the day the music died. Really? I, I'm gonna, if, if, I can't tweet any of this because I'm going to get so many Bieber haters. <laughs> My shed won't be safe. Yeah, it definitely would not be. <laughs> yeah, that shed's uh, made of wood, it'll burn. Yeah, it, it will, even in this one. Uh, anyway, gentlemen, um, how can they contact the show if they really want to? Yes, well, if you do, of course, uh, www.disafterdark.com or email us at podcast at disafterdark.com. Or find us on Twitter at disafterdark or facebook.com forward slash disafterdark or have a look for us on micechat.com. YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, yeah, you name it, we're there. Um, so, yeah, give us a look. And uh, that's about it. All I've got to do is move the mouse across. Um, Mike, 
Come on, we love your podcast. Get another one out soon. But, yeah. uh, um, certainly in the next week, I've got some nice audio from Disneyland Paris. Um, and hopefully that will be on the podcast, in, as I say, in the next week. And then hopefully we will do a proper hard reboot factory reset in the new year yeah, I don't want to have to like get on Facebook with Emily and like hassle her to get recording um no we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get on that hopefully soon <laughs> fingers crossed yeah fantastic ah uh, brilliant okay then gentlemen well um all that leaves us is a small bit of uh, background music to play us out with and then Tom take it away uh, gentlemen ladies listeners thank you very much Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. This beer tastes like. <laughs> it's not good at all. Don't drink celebration ales. <laughs> See you later, Have listeners. Bye. Enjoy, Tom. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>